You're listening to We, we, we the Aether Podcast with host Adam Evans, within and without. Welcome. What's going on, everyone? Hope you are having a great day, as always. In this episode, I sat down with Blake Bowman from Gorillas and Fitness. Now, Blake is a fitness industry professional and in the specific niche of holistic and functional movement therapy. So he's very much like a physical physiotherapist and he assists uh, athletes or just the everyday person who seems to have some functional movement problems. Now Blake has a YouTube channel where he shares much content around how to move better and just generally how to live a more healthy, well-balanced lifestyle. So I encourage you to have a look at the links in the show notes or in the description of this podcast to get more information about Blake and Gorillas and Fitness and everything that they are offering. And if you're interested in finding out more information or reaching out to Blake, he has uh, provided some information on uh, this podcast as well, but he suggests basically just reaching out to him on Instagram and shooting him a direct message there. He'll be more than willing to help. In this episode, you'll also have access to some free resources that Blake is offering, and we discussed that very briefly. Uh, But without further ado, I'd like to get straight into this podcast, and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, please leave a rating on iTunes. It always helps us grow. And otherwise, uh, you can visit us on wetheether.com or instagram.com forward slash wetheether for more information about the podcast and to stay tuned for upcoming episodes. So I hope you enjoy this again. Thank you for listening in advance. And without further ado, here is Blake Bowman. How are you? It's pretty good. Yourself? I actually normally don't do um, even webcam on this laptop here, so I don't know if it's like kind of grainy. I keep tape over it normally just because I'm so paranoid. Yeah, me too, man. No, it looks good. It's All right, good. and you can hear me. You can hear me clearly. Everything good? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. And it looks like it's recording now. So typically, uh, what I do is like a brief introduction to uh, whoever I'm speaking with, and then I just kind of allow you to introduce yourself uh, because I feel like you could obviously do more justice for that than I can. Um, so just to kick things off, uh, would you mind just introducing yourself? What it is you do? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Blake Bowman. I'm a corrective exercise specialist and holistic personal trainer. I basically help people optimize their their body's joint alignment, their muscular balance, their um, flexibility, mobility issues. We'll address those as well as addressing any postural distortions. This is what I do for my clients. Um, and I'm also fairly knowledgeable about you know some other things, rewilding, biohacking. Um, herbalism and stuff like that, but my main forte is corrective exercise. Cool. And you mentioned clients, so like, what is your typical client that you'll that you'll have? Yeah, my typical online coaching client is somebody that's you know worked out for years um, and developed a lot of different injuries, aches and pains, muscle imbalances. You know those things that I just mentioned. Um, it's usually people that have been working out but have kind of fallen out of favor with physicians, doctors, and stuff like that, because they haven't found any relief from those people, so they come to me, and people like yourself, too, man, uh, you know, to find mm. the answers to their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there are many, many problems, just like myself, 
Yes. <laughs> new injuries popping up every day. Even yesterday, I, I like I did some deadlifts, and then today I'm just I don't know things are a little off. So mm. not sure if I fully hit the proper recovery last night. But um, you're deadlifting heavy nowadays, man. I've been checking out your Instagram. Yeah, it's like it's hit or miss. It's, I, I feel like uh, I'm I'm I've got some imbalance happening. Mm. So every time I hit the deadlift, it's like if I go too heavy, like above ninety percent, say, then I, I feel like. Um, it's almost like it's tearing away at my meniscus in my left knee it, it, more, mm. than, more than it should. Like it's, it's causing more damage in, in a bad way, not that muscular damage that you want so that you can rebuild and repair and yeah. this and that, but it's causing like uh, due to those imbalances. So I've been trying to integrate more like lunges and uh, isometric type of movements just because it, it's starting to, <laughs> as I get older, it's becoming an issue. So, But I'd like to deadlift more. I'd even like to lead up to competing. It's just um, it's one of those things like, I think you need about two to three months just to prep to compete, like to, to sort of work up to that. Yeah. Right now, I feel like I just goof around and just... Do you ever do a single leg deadlift? I don't, and that's another thing I want to try. And I don't know if I saw one of your YouTube videos where you were doing it, but um, is it where you load up the barbell and you just do it with a single leg? Yeah, you can do it with a barbell or a kettlebell or dumbbell. Yeah, single leg deadlift motion. It's... Uh, Super good, it, you know, because it's unilateral, right? It's working yeah. one side of the body at a time. It feels a lot different than a conventional deadlift, way different. Uh-huh. I find that it hits your hams and glutes way harder, too. But it also is, like, really good for, like, hip rotation. It works out a lot of, like, left-to-right imbalances that people have. It's super, it synergizes super well with conventional deadlifts, man. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll, I'll give those a try. And I'll, not uh, as fun, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not as fun. That's the thing. Yeah. A lot of those um, sort of, I guess, body maintenance type of movements generally aren't as fun. But, you know, yes. it's, it's like they, they carry over so much to make the yeah. other movements more fun. So, you know, exactly. it's definitely worth it. Uh, I'll include some links to your YouTube videos as well in the uh, description of this podcast. So uh, in case people are wondering what the hell a stiff like a deadlift is, they can just quickly check it out. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Uh, so what, on, on that note, what is the most common injury or problem you find that a lot of your clients encounter? It'd be at the ones that either are lifting or just the people that are just uh, generally looking to maintain overall physical health. Yeah, I mean, one of the most common things that I see and something that I've also struggled with in the past, and it's very common with lifters, is shoulder impingement mm-hmm. syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Like pretty much anybody that does like that lifts weights over time kind of develops this, right? It's it's caused from like internally rotated arms, shoulders that are rounded forward. You get kind of inflammation building up in the front of the shoulder. This is something that's so common, man. It's like every video that I have made on, you know, how to fix that exercises for it, you know, they're some of my most popular videos. It's because there's a lot of people out there searching for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you, the reason why I started learning all about corrective exercises because I used to have a lot of aches and pains and, injuries and joint issues myself and bilateral shoulder impingement was one of the things I was struggling with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's kind of like my left shoulder. I, I think I did like a minor rotator cuff tear going back a few years, and it's like one of those mm. things that tends to inflame really easily. And even my yeah. overhead movements are generally pretty weak. Like at my my squat and deadlift is okay, but if I try to do an overhead press like without pain, it's... Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Like, I, I feel like I, I get that little pinching sensation or I'm not able to actually get my arms properly up overhead. Mm. 
Uh, yes. So there's just it's a whole bunch of issues, and I I I'm, I was almost positive you were going to say the shoulders just because of our <laughs> you know generation now the way everyone's rounded over constantly, um, even yes. just like constantly sitting at a desk and typing away on these little tiny devices that we have and whatnot. So mm-hmm. is there any sort of stretch that you can suggest that someone could do, or even like a, a few different stretches? And it's hard to to verbally describe them, but I'll, again, I'll include some video links, but is there anything you can suggest that someone could do at home really quickly to alleviate discomfort if they have that type of yeah. shoulder grounding? Well, yeah, I can also send you one video specifically that has all three of these that I'll talk about okay, right perfect. now. Okay, perfect, yeah, yeah, I'll get that from you. Yeah, so, you know, one would just be to do, like, pec release work and stretching, right? Because pec minor, when that muscle becomes tight and dysfunctional, not only does it internally rotate the shoulders, but it also anteriorly rotates the shoulders. So it pulls the shoulders forward and rounds them in on each other. And that's, that very postural position, you know, contributes to shoulder impingement syndrome. So you're never really going to get rid of your shoulder impingement syndrome unless you get out of that position. Mm-hmm. So addressing one of the tight causative factors, which is the pec minor, it's usually tight contributing to that, that really helps. So stretching and releasing the pec minor, doorway stretch is good. Mm-hmm. You know, any kind of massage work on the pec minor really helps. I like to like start with that and then do strengthening exercises for the scapular retractors and also external rotators of the shoulder. So one really simple one that you can do after, you know, stretching and releasing the pecs is a wall press or wall angel. Everybody calls it something different. But you essentially just sit with your back against the wall. You put your arms up on the wall like you're going to do a shoulder press. Mm-hmm. And you ensure that pretty much your entire body, you want to keep it in contact with the wall, lower back, upper back, head, every part of your arm, shoulder, arm bone, elbow, forearm, wrist. You try to keep all of that in, co- in contact with the wall as you slide your arms up overhead and bring the thumbs together mm-hmm. like you're doing a shoulder press. It looks really easy, <laughs> but anybody that's actually tried that and tried to maintain contact with the wall knows how hard that is, especially if you're like a lifter and you have tightness in your pecs and your lats. It's going to be extremely hard to do that properly. And, uh, you know, your face will be like squinting. It'll, you'll be making all sorts of workout faces, even though you're not using any weight. And that's just because that exercise is both stretching the pecs actively and activating the scapular retractors, those muscles that sit in between your shoulder blades and pull them together. So that's a super good one. And then, you know, the last one, so we are stretching the pecs, we're doing the wall press. And then the last one is just high rep face pulls with like a resistance band. That's killer too, man, because it like literally undoes the exact issue that people have. So most people's shoulders are rotated forwards, right? And internally rotated, which is what we're talking about here. This exercise externally rotates your shoulders and you retract the scapula, the shoulder blades when you do it. So you're, you're helping to pull the shoulder blades back and open up the chest and turn out the shoulders, externally rotate them all simultaneously. So that one's so simple. You just wrap a resistance band around like a machine or something, you know, anchor it on the machine at about the same level as your eyes, and then you just pull it in, you know, to about the same depth as your ears at the mm-hmm. same level as your eyes, and then back. And, you know, I find that doing really high reps with that um, really helps. That's something I learned from uh, Dr. John Russin. Um, basically, he's a physical therapist, strength coach, and he has that in a lot of his programming. Really high rep face pulls, like two sets of 50 oh, wow. at the end of like a workout. Yeah, okay. your like, back will be on fire, your shoulders will be on fire. Uh-huh. But the whole point of that is to like retention the upper back and the scapular retractors and those external rotators so that when you're done with those like two sets of quick 50 reps, you've got a lot of tension there. 
and that's holding your shoulders in a better position. So mm-hmm. those those three things are super powerful for shoulder you know, health. Do you recommend doing like a static hold once you kind of pull back? Like you're, you're basically getting like a one or two second, three second hold with that rep, or are you just going to yeah. kind of fluidly go through the movement? I find, I mean, anytime you can do that, it's good. You might want to do that on the last rep. Okay. It's really hard to hit 50 reps. And static hold, yeah, especially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do that, you know, without the static hold. So, yeah. like, I think yeah. it'd be, you wouldn't be able to make it through unless there was, like, no resistance on the band that you're using uh, if, you're, if you're holding it isometrically like that. But, uh, yeah, if you still have some extra juice on the last rep, then, yeah, I would definitely do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, cool. Yeah, then I'll um, I definitely have to do more of those, and especially in the higher rep range. I, I've been doing them, but I, I'm so like when it comes to those boring type of movements, I you know I get to like 15, 20 reps, and I'm like, all right, am I done? Is this it? Like, is that it? All right, let's move on. Me too, man. I do the same thing. Just gotta power through it, though. You know. Yeah, good audio book, good podcast, and you just gotta yeah get it done. Uh, now, you mentioned you uh, also have some holistic practices, and I, and I somewhat followed that. I even noticed you, you opened up a separate YouTube channel before, and we kind of had a brief discussion about it. I noticed you hadn't uploaded to that channel, actually, in a, in a while now. Was that yeah. geared more towards your, not so much the functional movement or uh, movement therapy, let's call it, but more towards, towards the holistic side of things that you were offering on that channel? Yeah, definitely. You know, I've studied a lot of stuff to get to where I'm at personally, you know, personally and in mm-hmm. business too, you know, so I know a lot about personal development, um, character development, uh, you know, business entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and that's really what that channel was focused on, and uh, yeah, thanks for reminding me about that, man, I got to upload some new content, I actually just recorded a video that I can upload, upload there, but mm-hmm. also on, you know, more of the holistic health stuff I've been talking about on my main YouTube channel, Gorillas mm-hmm. and Fitness, too, so I've been talking more about using medicinal mushrooms for different things, right. you know, so far I've talked about reishi mushroom and lion's mane mushroom, mm-hmm. um, you know, I talk about breathing techniques, you know, you and I are very much so in the same vein. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so if it's, if it's health related, I keep it on my Gorilla Zen channel, if it's anything else, personal development or business related, I put that you know that's what I that's why I created the other channel. Even though I haven't been super active over there. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been taking um, Lion's Mane? I, I actually uh, just reordered uh, Lion's Mane for myself. I've been taking it for like two or three months, and I included yeah, I the uh, was it Cordyceps or something like that mushroom as well. It's like a, a super mix of everything. I just want to give that a try. Yeah. Uh, have you been taking it for a while yourself? Yeah, I've been taking it for probably like two years. Oh wow, that's pretty good. It's like nonstop. Uh huh. And and do you? Notice. I mean, obviously, you do enough to make the content, but what benefits do you notice from taking some of these supplements yourself? Is it like an increase in uh, focus and mental clarity, or is it just an overall vibrance you're feeling? With lines, man, I honestly don't subjectively feel much of a difference, but I know the research behind it, and I know what it does, which mm-hmm. is it promotes neurogenesis, right. dendrite outgrowth, new creation of new neurological tissue. So... Uh, you know, I can't necessarily feel that, and right, I've been right. taking it for so long too. So mm-hmm. I should probably cycle off of it and uh, you know reintroduce it back. But you know, a different mushroom, reishi, which is called the king of or the queen of the mushrooms, or the chakra is king of the mushrooms. Uh-huh. But reishi is a Chinese mushroom, you know, as well, and that is something I definitely can feel every time I take it, okay. and uh, that has a host of health benefits. But one of the you know biggest benefits of it is that it's anxiolytic. Which means anti-anxiety. Oh wow! So, okay. 
Yeah, you know, I get anxiety from time to time, but uh, whenever I take high doses of reishi mushroom extract, it really just, you know, gets rid of it, like, completely, man. Mm-hmm. really chills you out. And, uh, you know, I definitely think that there's a lot of potential for that mushroom, anybody manufacturing that or selling extracts of it, to do really well in the future from a business standpoint because it's, like, non-toxic. And it, the anxiolytic properties of it are comparable, in my opinion, to, like, pharmaceutical anti-anxiety medication, even though I've never taken that. Right. It's, uh, you know, I just think that it could definitely be used by a lot of people that are on prescription meds, um, you know, as an alternative that's less toxic and less damaging to their health and mind. Yeah, like a lot of those prescription meds have side effects that cause depression and anxiety. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I was just sure. looking at a statistic for that, and it's like a good percentage of them actually cause the thing they're trying to cure. Yeah, depression, uh, drugs, side effects, depression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, depression and more. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so do you have, uh, sort of tying this all in, do you have some sort of meditative practice uh, as well, which you, you know, either apply on a day-to-day basis or, or anything really? Yeah, you know, so I've tried a variety of different meditations over the years, as I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. What I really do now is like I'll do Wim Hof breathing, and then I once I'm done with like three or four rounds of that, I'll just sit and really calm my breath, breathe through the nose exclusively, because that activates the parasympathetic nervous system, kind of chills you out. And then I'll just do like some visualization while I'm doing that, you know, some pretty basic stuff. If you've meditated for a while, I'll like sit with cross legs, and I'll visualize you know, like a root system coming down beneath my mm-hmm. body going into the earth, kind of grounding me into the yep. earth. And then I'll also visualize like light coming in through the top of my head and like kind of filling all the cells in my body. I'll simultaneously visualize the roots and the light. And I'll do that for about five, ten minutes following, um, you know, Wim Hof breathing. Okay. And are you doing this on a daily basis? Yeah, I usually do it in my sauna. Okay. Do you have a personal sauna or do you have one at your at your gym? Yeah, I have a personal sauna in my house, a infrared sauna by Clear Light. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man. That's something I wouldn't like to get myself. I'm actually in the process of moving, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I end up with. But, um, yeah. They're pretty affordable, man. The one that I have is called a Sanctuary One. It's like a one to two person one. Okay. So it's, and super easy to like assemble too, so. Yeah, man, look into it. I could send you info on it if you yeah, want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like definitely into like building out stuff that you could use at home really easily. And yeah, yeah. Sauna is definitely one of those. So I don't really go to a gym that often, so I mean, it just makes sense. Oh, yeah, um, dude. I, I myself, I, I do like a meditative practice um, every day. Actually, I've been experimenting with um, uh, praying to Allah seven times a day and, and facing Mecca mm-hmm. uh, because Ramadan just uh, sort of ended last month. Uh, but for some reason, I just felt this calling to actually try this practice. So I have like this phone app now, and it notifies me at each time of the day I should be doing the prayers. Uh, and then I try and read through the surats, which are like the um, Islamic prayers, um, and just try to understand Arabic a little bit better. It's something that I'm not too familiar with, so I find it like challenging and interesting at the same time. And it somewhat synergizes with like Christianity and all those other religions in a way that um, it's it's a little bit familiar with to, to me to, in some regard. Um, yeah. So that's that's Yeah, exactly. Like it's a lot, a lot to do with, uh, and even a lot to do with just facing Mecca. When I was like reading into Mecca, um, just the history of that's really interesting. Uh, how mm. it's like the shrine for Abraham that was that came up. Uh, it was supposed to be like following one that was actually built by Adam, which apparently is like the same Adam from the Bible. 
Um, but then they rebuilt this shrine um, afterwards. So I don't know, it's just really interesting. Uh, but I do enjoy doing the visualization techniques, which you described in my meditation as well. And the one that you mentioned is, is like beautiful. It's very similar to a lot of uh, the stuff that I actually practice too. Awesome, man. So um, you, I, I checked your website as well, and I noticed you have that ebook on posture correction. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something so people can just basically sign up for? They submit their email, and then just did they receive that ebook right away, or how does that work? Yeah, it's an ebook I put together of like all the best corrective exercises to improve your posture okay. in it. And uh, yeah, if you go to my website, gorillazen.com, you basically will see that right there. If you enter in your email, I'll send you a copy of it in like five minutes. Very it's a cool. PDF file. Very cool. Is it a pretty lengthy read? Like, is it no, no. It's uh, it's like forty pages, but a lot of them are big pictures of me demonstrating the exercises. So you can read the okay. whole thing in like probably like a twenty-minute session. Okay. Very cool. So it's gonna be like yeah. that's like a little posture bible that you could have. Yep. Exactly. Um. Okay. Now I, I also wanted to quickly touch on something that I know that's of interest to you, and it's somewhat ties in with what we've already covered. But um, I notice you're really into grounding and earthing, and yes. that's something that I'm like huge on. Like I, I really don't wear shoes often. Uh, I spend a lot of time outside, a lot of time just really digging my feet in the grass, going into the water, going into the lake, even when it's freezing yep. cold. Um, and I find that this is a topic that when I bring it up with a lot of people, it, it feels like it, it pushes on their um, their discomfort button. And so like a lot of people aren't too interested in getting uncomfortable, be it take off their shoes or, um, you know, a cold shower or jumping in cold water or just, just anything that seems to be more natural to me. But in, in a lot of ways, our society has sort of uh, nerfed a lot of our human day-to-day interactions with nature. So I just wanted to get yeah. your thoughts and opinions on grounding, earthing, uh, what benefits you see there uh, being for people, and um, how you how you apply it yourself? Like if you do it on a day to day basis, if you have like a ritualistic sort of thing that you do. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, when I just hosted a retreat here in Northern Michigan, and uh, I had a bunch of people, you know, grounding was one of the things we talked about and experienced as a group. And a lot of people like there are several people in attendance that have never like walked outside in their bare feet. Mm-hmm. One of the guys said he even wears shoes, like tennis shoes to like the beach. And I was just like <laughs> yeah. blown away by that. But then it made me realize that there's probably a lot of people out there that don't ever like connect to the earth with their yeah. bare skin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, you know, how do I feel about that? I mean, I think it's amazing. And there is it, you know, for anybody that doesn't know what that is, I mean, it's like just basically connecting your body to the earth, barefoot walking, a barefoot hike is a way to ground. Um, but there's proven benefits of that, man. It's been studied in peer-reviewed research, like lower inflammation, lower depression, um, and some other stuff. Um, it, for me, though, subjectively, what I notice most is just an increased uh, sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have a lot of joint inflammation anymore, thank God. Um, not really depressed. But uh, you know, when I'm grounded, I definitely feel way better than if I was inside or just walking around with shoes on all the time. I actually have grounding shoes. Have you ever seen Earth Runners? Uh, I don't think so. No, what, what are those? Are those like Vibrams or <laughs> you like it, dude. So yeah, it's a minimalist sole, okay. but at the bottom of the sole is like a little copper like electrode thing that touches the ground, and then that copper part basically goes up and touches your foot, essentially. Okay. So you can be, it's like conductive. On both feet, right? So you can actually be wearing shoes and still get, you know, grounding. Um, 
as a you know why you're wearing these, even though you're wearing shoes. Okay. <laughs> so you know, I you know I don't know how effectively the little copper thing actually like uh-huh. works. Um, you know, I still prefer to go barefoot, but uh, it's kind of a cool idea. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. But also, it's being in nature too, man. You know, nature bathing, as I call it in Japan. Right. Right. Um, you know, if you're grounding is like totally separate from that. But you, if you're like in nature barefoot, you're getting a grounding benefit, but you're also getting all the other benefits associated with nature bathing. And like I've made videos on that. You know, studies have shown that rumination goes down when you're mm-hmm. in nature, and that's just what we do when we're in cities and suburbs. Oftentimes, we just kind of like dwell and and think about our problems over and over and over again. That's called rumination, right? Mm-hmm. That's that makes you feel horrible, obviously. Yeah. And just don't tend to do that as much in nature. Um, also, their trees give off aromatic chemicals called phy- phytoncides, which are like essential oils from trees. And uh, basically, when you smell those, when you inhale them, it has an effect on your immune system. and actually boosts natural killer cell function and the amount of natural killer cells, I believe, um, that are present in your body. Those are immune cells. So it boosts your immune system, too. And if you throw on top of that, mm-hmm. being barefoot, you know... You can just see how you know powerful that is for people, right? Right, right. Yeah, walk in nature barefoot. It's almost akin to how the the plants will to avoid predation. They'll sort of change their chemical composition. It's it's almost like what you're saying. It, it, it strengthens strengthens their immunity, but you're saying by being in nature, you're, you're in essence strengthening your own immunity, which is yes. really which is pretty much awesome. Uh, I love being out in nature. I love even just trying to work in nature because. Uh, you know, just to create that balance, you know, we're constantly surrounded by all these devices and it's like, you know, you just got yes. to get outside and just be, be in it. I used to live in like downtown Toronto, like in the, just the center of the core. And yeah. I moved out of the city about three years ago because it just felt like too much uh, interference is the only word I can really think to describe it. And it's kind of like that mental activity that you were, that you were uh, alluding to earlier. It's like you sit still, but there's just this whirlwind of thought. And I almost wonder if it's like not just your own internal thought, but it's also this like external psychic energy coming from like a hive mind of the you know oh, sur- yeah. surrounding area. You know, For I, sure. I think of it like when you go into these major cities, it's like you re- you're entering into a time clock. You know, everything is you're entering into this time. Um, the second second I enter into Toronto, it's like I'm on a clock. You know, you got to make it to not hit traffic. You got to go meet someone. You got to go do this. It's like rush, rush, rush. You look around, everyone's rushing. No one's connected. Mm. There's no trees yeah. ever, anywhere. Um, so I feel like a, a good portion, and it's probably due to population, but a good portion of the world is just cramming in these cities and getting so disconnected from nature that it's like their only outlet now is the internet and people like us creating content, trying to tell them like, go out and be with trees. You know? <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah. It, There's always like, people that like, comment on the irony of that too it's like oh yeah yeah those people annoy me They're like how ironic is this dude on the phone telling me to get off my phone well it's like yeah, if you yeah. want to get the message yeah. to people you have to go where they are and if mm-hmm. they're on phones you gotta go there you know it's yeah, not like i don't yeah. necessarily enjoy you know i mean i do enjoy making videos and you know all the stuff that you and i do but like yeah. if i could do it all in person and have the same impact i would yeah, right. I'm just using it as a tool because that's where people are. Right, right. And sometimes, like, even because we are content creators, it's like sometimes I do get too sort of overwhelmed by that technology in the process of creating the content. And it's almost like a, uh, I don't know, it's a little bit challenging for me. I'm not sure if you experience the same thing, but to try and maintain that balance myself in communicating that message to people, but at the same time trying to hold my own groundedness 
while like oh, yeah. holding all these stupid devices. Like even right now, I have like five screens in front of me. It, it, like after this, I just need to go out and be outside to create that balance. But I get people yeah. all the time commenting, and it's like they're just raging on in the comment section saying, oh, listen to this, wishy-washy, woo-woo, this and that. Yeah. And it's like, man, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. You know, I've, I've, I try to keep it pretty simple, but uh, it seems like some people are just banging their heads on their on their cell phones and laptops wondering what to do, and it's like maybe you should just get away from that thing for a bit, you know? Yeah, man. They're stuck in it, though. It's like the Matrix. Yeah, they don't really know is. any other reality. That's the only reality they know. They were born in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I mean, just... that's the way it is. Yeah. Luckily for us, we're a little bit older. I mean, you weren't really around, I assume, when there were cell phones and all this crazy stuff, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, I was young. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was in like high school or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. and smartphones didn't come till later for me, but. Um, you mentioned that you do retreats in person as well. So, I mean, I guess that's your outlet for, you know, helping people face-to-face. -face. Uh, yeah. Are these things that you hold throughout the, the United States or North America? Where, where do you typically run them? Yeah, so we just did our first one, like, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, okay. We do them in northern Michigan. So if anybody listening is not familiar with northern Michigan, it's kind of like northern Ontario. It's super... Beautiful, lots of trees everywhere, lakes and stuff. And the reason why I wanted to start doing these is because, you know, I'm just, it's what we've been talking about here, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm sick of being, I'm sick of having these like pseudo connections with people online. Right. Um, right. It's cool because I can reach more people, but I really wanted to facilitate in person stuff. So basically, the retreats that we've been running, or the first one that we did, our next ones in September, are holistic health, biohacking, and rewilding themed retreats okay. right so we kind of like incorporate a lot of stuff in there we basically like have workshops a lot of what we teach is like experiential so if we teach something we're like experiencing it and doing it at the same time mm -hmm. as like learning um we go on adventures together we re eat really high quality food have bonfires and stuff like that it's uh the first one we just finished was amazing man it really went better than I had planned. Mm -hmm. So definitely going to be doing more of those in the future. But it's something that we're just kind of just starting. But yeah, they're in northern Michigan um, on a friend of mine's property that's like bordering 150 acres of state land. He's wow. got, you know, 30 acres himself. Mm -hmm. It's a... Uh, pretty amazing man. that's that's basically what i'm looking for in my move <laughs> right now is i'm looking for yeah. acreage and i actually want to run like oh, me and my wife want to she she does a kundalini yoga so she does like um uh a bunch of different stuff but meditation breath work she wants to hold retreats i'm completely open to it as well and even just to have more like farmland just more more property um it's it's funny are you familiar with ram das by any chance the uh, yeah. spiritual teacher so I, I had a call with him like a year or two ago, and I mentioned to him, like, I'm, I want to move and get more land, more property. His reaction was like, oh, more land, eh? Because, you know, it's like this ego thing to collect and get land and get money and finances. And, and it's like, for me, I don't feel like that is my thought processes towards it. I, like, really just want to get into nature more, just really just get yeah. surrounded by it. And it's just a slow, gradual step for me, like, out of the city now to where I'm at, which is pretty green. Um, which mm -hmm. is still in Ontario, probably about 30 minutes from the core of the city, but I just want to keep going a little bit further and get that like retreat style, I don't know, property. Because I, yeah. I do see so many benefits like uh, like what you're describing, just that face-to-face -face interaction with people. We could do them together, man. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, like, even if you, if you wanted to sort of do some uh, 
joint thing in Ontario, that would be really cool, especially once I get to my new spot. Like, it would be really nice, um, you know, you could just send a message out to your people and organize yeah. it all. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we're going for here. I think we have the similar similar tribes, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Muskoka is beautiful, too, man. I was it just is, up there yeah, yeah. There's some nice cottages there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to stay, like, a little bit towards, well, definitely south along the water, um, and just kind of going east. If you're familiar with Belleville, by any chance, Belleville, Ontario. No. It's like, uh, shoot, it's about an hour and a half east, just along the 401 highway okay. uh, outside of the city. Outside of I've never been east of the city. I've been north of the city and mm -hmm. south, mm -hmm. but never east. For some reason, well, part of the reason I don't want to go north is the internet is just terrible up there, and it's like I need to be yeah. able to. <laughs> I remember I, I looked at one property. It was like 50 acres up north. House looked beautiful, and then I spoke with the uh, person selling it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have internet. You know, we just tether it from our mobile devices. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I need, like, a proper wired service. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I'll get there. What I do, I'll definitely let you know. We can we can sort something out. Um, and then, so where can people find you? I know you mentioned your website. Um, how can people reach out to you if they're interested in more information or hire you for online coaching or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, so my website's there, gorillazen.com, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-Z-E-N. Um, but probably the best way to reach me is I'm now on Instagram. Right. You know, I don't. You and I have been on YouTube for a while. YouTube just keeps getting like crappier and crappier, yeah. in my opinion, with regards to like just the platform as a whole. So I'm kind of like moving off of that mm. and being a lot more active on Instagram nowadays. And I like it a little bit better too because you can actually communicate with people more on there, right. yeah. you know, with DMs and comments and whatnot. Um, and I'm uploading on there like three times a day right now. So, um, okay. you know, I'd honestly just tell anybody listening that wants to connect with me to, to do so on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, my username on there is Gorilla Zen, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-Z-E-N. So mm -hmm. just follow me there. You'll see the links to my like YouTube channel there. You can check that out as well. Um, but yeah, if you ever want to connect and you know figure anything out about coaching or want to work with me or check out my programs or anything like that, you can just send me a DM on Instagram. Very cool. Yeah, I know it, it. YouTube has been a little bit of a disappointment. <laughs> I. Uh... Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship for me. I actually don't even really consume much content on there anymore just because I'm not a fan of how to navigate the platform, and it seems they, they don't really make much changes. So They so, also, like, like people that are subscribed to your channel don't even see your stuff anymore. They have to hit, like, right. they have to turn on notifications. And then, like, now there's, like, a third step. There's, like, different types of notifications. So even if they've subscribed to you and they've enabled notifications, they now have to, like go through a third step yeah. and like set the type of notification it's just like just crazy it's like i think the people that subscribe want to see my videos like why do we why is this so complex right yeah you know? yeah well your videos do do pretty well from what i saw um i think it's just because they're so informative mine I, I feel like yours do pretty good as well because they're within a very specific niche of just physical improvement of you know whatever it may be functional movement yeah uh, mine i don't know sometimes i feel like if i niched up a little bit more the channel could do better because I tend to just kind of produce whatever comes to mind, um, yeah. you know. Or if I see someone else's video, I might get an idea. But you know, I should, I should really just focus on um, kind of tailoring my channel a little bit more. I mean, I'm getting better at it. Instagram is definitely something I've focused on a lot more lately, just for the reasons you mentioned. Like it yeah. seems more more interactive with the community, and just you can connect with people like we did one on one through DMs so much easier. 
then yes. like like YouTube doesn't even have messaging really. I mean, I think they do, but it's like the worst messaging system ever. They do, yeah. It's so. like all back end. Like you don't even get like you can't even see it. It's yeah. not easy at all. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. definitely Instagram is the way to go. Um, that, that's pretty. That, that's pretty much. I don't have any other questions right now for you. Maybe we can hop on another call another time and uh, discuss things further. Um, do you have your, Do you have a podcast yourself? I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool if you you shared some of your your. I mean, it's hard to describe the movement, but I think on the holistic side, especially what you've been discussing here, and especially with being in nature, I think that stuff gets communicated really well through podcasting. Yeah. No, I don't have a podcast right now. I, you know, I'm just trying to focus. I definitely see. I definitely want to have. Podcast. I'm just mm-hmm. uploading three times a day to Instagram. You know, still making YouTube videos, still working with a lot of clients, organizing retreats and stuff. I just, yeah, just yeah. yeah there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah, I just, did have a podcast for a little bit, but yeah, okay, not doing that. Just juggling everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm trying to enjoy life in the process because I could take on that responsibility, but yeah. then that's going to be like just more load to carry on my back, and I don't really want that right now. I guess you're pretty still life. Yeah, yeah. The podcast for me, I mean, this one has been something that I kind of, uh, I've taken a break from in the past, but I've really just kind of returned to recently and just focusing on with these discussions because I just think that it's a good outlet. So, but uh, it doesn't take too much effort for me. I do get a lot of help from the people I work with. Like I, I, I my nine to five is, um, it's like a creative agency. So it kind of is in line with a lot of stuff. Sometimes I'll just pass off things to those guys. Even if I need videos edited, I'll, yeah. like, I'll just get them to do the work. Um, For sure. Otherwise, the editing process is a little... Like today, I probably edited my own video about an hour and a half, so that's how it goes. Oh, wow. If yeah. you ever need an editor, man, I have a guy in the UK that does mine. I just Google Drive him the footage. He edits okay. it. Google Drive the final finished uh, file back to me, and I just upload it. Yeah, that would work because... Yeah, if my guys are tied up, especially, like, they don't specialize in YouTube video editing. I just kind of, like, pass off work in between their, like, normal workload. I'm just like, hey, can you do this? But, uh, yeah, yeah, it would save me a lot of time. All right, cool. So uh, I'll get some of those links from you, and I'll include them in in the description. But otherwise, yeah, thanks for taking this time today, and, you know, I'm sure we'll have another discussion soon. Yeah, man, thanks for uh, inviting me, Adam. We've been kind of – I can't believe we haven't, like, actually connected. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've been, like – I've been – I've seen you for like years on YouTube and then I just rediscovered you again on Instagram. Yeah. Actually, I think I searched for you on Instagram because I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast and like there was like a comment from you on there. I don't know if you know this, but it had like 1,100 likes. Really? Yeah, it's like like pinned at the top. It's like a highlighted comment and I was like, oh, I know that guy. And then I like searched you on Instagram. That's how like this whole thing became... Reinitiated. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I'll throw in a comment on one of those uh, videos. I, I don't often go back to check how they do, but when I sometimes see them, it's like, yeah, when I see how many likes it'll get, I don't know. It's good for, <laughs> it's good for exposure, although my YouTube channel really hasn't grown too much. Um, yours actually seemed like it grew pretty good. You passed uh, 100K recently, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's, mine's been pretty slow. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure why, actually. But uh, I guess I haven't really examined it too much. Whatever, man. Instagram's a better platform anyway now. Yeah, you know? man. I really think YouTube's like going down. I don't know. Well, I think something else is going to come out soon and hopefully disrupt things a little bit because they've just been too kind of uh, I don't know bland for a while. Just like yeah, yeah especially with YouTube. They do kind of have a monopoly on video. 
well. Yeah, yeah. Like Vimeo and all them don't tend to do very well from what I understand in comparison, so. Vimeo's user base is like a fraction mm -hmm. of that, of, uh, of YouTube's. Not even like close, so maybe in the same ballpark. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, man, if uh, you're ever in Detroit area, let me know. I actually come up to Toronto fairly often, man. Okay. So, uh, like a few times a year or more than that? Yeah, a few times a year. Okay. Yeah, anytime you're, anytime you're up this way, uh, definitely. I'd love to get together. Do, are you pretty familiar with the city? Like, why do you, why do you visit? Yeah, I just had a lot of friends there. Oh, okay. Much. It's like a powerhouse hub for health and wellness entrepreneurs. You know, I hosted a mastermind dinner when I was there, uh, you know, just a couple months ago. Like, I had some huge freaking people at that, like uh, Yuri Elkane, John Goodman, uh, just all these, like, health and wellness entrepreneurs that have, like, giant seven-figure, eight-figure businesses. Hmm, yeah. And a bunch of people that, like, weren't even on the same level, like energy healers and crystal bowl mm -hmm. sound healers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just like brought everybody together and they were all like, this is a really unique mix of people. I was like, yeah, no, this is pretty freaking cool. But yeah, it was amazing, man. If I knew that you lived in yeah. Toronto, I invited you out to it. But I might actually do another one of those. So you'll de I'll definitely invite you. We okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'll probably be like trying to get some content squeezed out of that as well. When I <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, all right. thanks for taking the time again and we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. Sounds See good. You. All right, brother. Peace.